He was an avowed devil worshiper. You know, he's a fan of Lucifer. He wanted nothing to do with me. For some reason, I was drawn to this guy. Hello, you're listening to Put a Love Story. My name is Lenai, and this podcast is all about hearing beautiful stories of Jesus in people's lives.、Um, today, we have a very special guest, and his name is Matt Wilson. He is a financial advisor and has his own podcast called Living with Purpose, where people from all over the world share their story about living with God's purpose in their sphere of influence. Hi, Matt. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Lena. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Before we get to other questions, would you briefly introduce yourself? You know who you are, where you're from, and anything you would like to share with us? Sure. So、uh, I am a radical follower of Jesus. I am a husband. I am a father. I've got a financial planning firm in Birmingham, Alabama. Perpetual lifestyle planning—it's all about the continuous planning for someone's lifestyle.、Uh, I do have a podcast, "Living Life on Purpose," with Matt Wilson, and、uh, I just—I like to encourage people. I like them to walk in the fullness of of all God has for them, and I just believe He's got so much more for every single one of us. And so, I just want to help people、uh, continue to be encouraged and and to grow in that on a daily basis. How did you first meet Jesus? When did you decide to become a radical Christ follower? It's been a long journey for me, and it's one that you know started on the right path. You know, my parents brought me up in church, and and both my parents、uh, they've been Christians pretty much their whole lives. And any time the doors were open at our church, we were not only there, but my parents were serving and. So I grew up in a non-denominational Christian church, but you know, because I was there all of the time, and because my parents tried to instill the right things, you know, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus came to bring life into the full. The devil just, you know, constantly lured me and, and tempted me into,、um, you know, the, the trappings of this world. And at the tail end of high school, started making some bad decisions. By the time I was a senior in high school, I started drinking. By the time I got to college, just this very rebellious spirit rose up in me and ended up wanting to go my own path. Partying and and drinking heavily was really what life was all about, and you know, so I ended up chasing you know the next party and and actually. Chose the the college that I went to because of its party reputation, and ended up getting down there and, and partied a lot. Ultimately, over the time frame that I was in school, I came back home. You know, maybe Mother's Day. You know, certainly Easter and Christmas. I would attend church with my parents. I'd probably been out on Saturday night, and I would show up to church hungover on Saturday or on Sunday morning. Excuse me, and. Just really was not walking with the Lord at all, and and I know my mom continued to pray for me. You know, to other people, I probably seemed like a lost cause, but went my own way for a long time and got out of school,、uh, got into an outside sales role, was making a lot of money for a relatively young age. Ended up starting a mortgage company there. That my wife now、uh, she called on me to sell me an advertisement. You know, I knew in that first meeting that there was something different about her. And within two weeks, I told my friends that she was going to be the person that I was going to marry. And within three months, we were engaged. 
that's all Jesus, all God, because um, the person that I was at the time uh, did not want to get married, did not want to settle down, told people over and over that I would maybe get married by 30 or 35. And this is when I was, you know, I think 26, 27 years old, but I just knew like she was the one and, and I was going to change who I was because she made me want to be a better man. When we you know, got married, my parents said, you know, you really need to put God at the center of your marriage. And I just said, yeah, sounds good. Whatever. Uh, we're, we're doing our own thing. You know, again, now as a married couple, we would go out on Friday and Saturday night. You know, we, we said, maybe we need to get back in church. Maybe that, that could help our marriage. Maybe we wouldn't fight so much. And so we started attending church and, you know, checking the box and feel like God was pulling on my heart, but, but also just giving him a stiff arm at the same time prior to this. And, but it really wasn't until uh, the tail end of 2014, I just really felt like God was calling me. I joined my father-in-law in business June of 2007 in his you know financial planning, financial advisory practice here in Birmingham, Alabama. And I was going to be his succession plan. And eight years in, I felt like God was calling me to do something more. Uh, I just felt like I was going to need to start my own firm. You know, my father-in-law was very upset that I was leaving. And the beginning of 2015, as I started to, to grow in my walk and faith with the Lord, January the 9th, uh, my grandfather had a stroke in the morning. My dad was diagnosed with bladder cancer in the afternoon, easily one of the worst days of my life. My father-in-law, who you know was a great mentor as well, all three of these mentors of mine, role models of mine, they're now being removed from me. Like I, I can't come to them with things. Uh, I go to my spiritual mentor and I said, "Hey, I'm I'm going through all this stuff. I don't know what to do." He said, "You're strong. You're capable. You're talented, but you cannot handle all of this. You're going to have to surrender it to the Lord." So I started that process that year of surrendering. Again, uh, I don't know if it was the same rebellious spirit, but I didn't fully surrender. I surrendered some things. As I talked about earlier, you know, drinking had just become a way of life for me. Uh, I may be in church and I may be in small group, but I was still drinking. And that caused arguments, you know, in my marriage that caused problems. And uh, so my wife and I ended up in marriage counseling tail into that year. Uh, thankfully, that was a wake up call to me because I realized that I was selfish and, and I was a jerk uh, and, and I needed to make changes. Prior to that, I thought that maybe there were changes that she needed to make, but but my eyes were open in that counseling session and ended up going into 21 days of prayer, January of 2016. Every single morning I was at the church praying, just, Lord, I need more of you. And it was day 17 that he showed me, it was supernatural revelation that my mom had been praying for me my entire life. And that's why he sent my wife to me. My wife had been praying since she encountered the Lord in 2011, and that's why God had sent me these men. She prayed that godly men would come into my life, and that's why God had moved in my life, and, and that's why you know I, I was experiencing a closeness with Him. He had been there the whole time, and I just I came to this realization that any lack was not on you know, his end, it was on my end. I just, I repented and, and I just, I broke and I wept and I just asked the Lord to forgive me. I just told him I wanted more of him and I would do anything he wanted me to do. And, and I would go anywhere he wanted me to go. And, and I just, I completely surrendered and broke that day. And I have not been the same since it's continued to be a journey, but 
that was the day I fully became alive in Christ. That was the day that I, I truly gave my heart to him, ended up getting rebaptized. I've been baptized at you know seven years old. I've just continued to grow deeper and deeper in relationship and in love with him. You know, it's, it's so much better than who I was before. Uh, but I just want to encourage anybody that's out there, you know, if you're distant from the Lord right now, it's not on his part. You know, it's, it's something that, that you've got to let go of. You know, God is right there beside you. He is yearning for a relationship with you. And often it's us running in the other direction. And when we turn around, you, know, you, you don't have to go far. You just turn around whatever you're walking in that is not of him, that is not his heart for you. When you turn around and you say, Father, forgive me, he is right there to embrace you with open arms, full of love, just like the story of the prodigal son. I am the story of the prodigal son. So if you are far from God, no, he's not far from you. All you've got to turn do is turn and just tell him that you're sorry and, and that you love him and you want a relationship with him. And he will embrace you like you've never been embraced before. And he will walk you through to a better life than you could have ever hoped, dream or imagined. Wow. That's so incredible, Matt. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Just fascinating to hear how God had a good plan for your life all along, ever since you were born, but he took you to that path of not only salvation for your soul, but, you know, spiritual growth and even better marriage. And in all areas of your life, your work and everything, it all started with your surrender, your full surrender to Jesus that opened up all these good plans that God had for you all along. So that's so amazing, Matt. Thank you for sharing that. The next thing I want to ask you was now you, you know, came out of this this spiritual growth and God just, he redeemed your life. And now you're walking in this life of purpose. Can you tell us how did God highlight you in a such a way that, oh, now you're walking with purpose? The day that I fully surrendered, that was the day that, that I realized like there, there's so much more than anything that I've experienced thus far. You know, this uh, checking a box, Christianity, this, you know, religious spirit that consumes so many people in America, this going through the motions that that is not what God has for us. And I just started to, you know, read the word of God every day. I'd started that process prior to the 21 days, but the more I spent time with the Lord, uh, I started growing in relationship with the Lord, started seeking Him for everything. I need to know what He's saying, and, and I wanted to hear from Holy Spirit. So August of 2016, the church that I was at, uh, nobody really fasted, but I fasted anyway. I did a Daniel fast because I just wanted to hear from Holy Spirit. I didn't think I'd ever heard from Him. Turns out perpetual lifestyle planning came from Him. Uh, I didn't know that that was Holy Spirit at the time. In that fast, the first week, I pray, Lord, take me to where I can be most effective. That's a dangerous prayer. So yes. in doing that, I heard there are a lot of homeless in Las Vegas. And I said, well, I'm going to Las Vegas in September for a conference. This is August. When I get there, I'll witness to homeless people and, and do whatever you tell me to do. No problem. Got it. And so the next week I said, Lord, what are you trying to say to me at this time? And I heard love others. And I said, well, I already love others. And the Lord said, you know, love others more. And I said, okay, who? And I heard the homeless. And I'm like, okay, that's twice in a week that the Lord said something about the homeless. I'm going to go ahead and get on this. And so I went out and I got 10 bottles of water 
10 Chick-fil-A sandwiches, went down to a park where I knew that there were a lot of homeless people and just started handing out food and water. And, and the first guy that I came to, you know, said he was an avowed devil worshiper. You know, he's a fan of Lucifer. He wanted nothing to do with me. For some reason, I was drawn to this guy. And, and I left that day and God like supernaturally placed a love for him in my heart. You know, so that's a guy that wanted nothing to do with me, but I knew that God wanted him. And from that day forward, I just started praying for him and ended up going back Labor Day of that year. And the Lord was just showing me how he prepared me for this relationship and this friendship. And that day I went back and, and I took some clothing and some shoes and took my oldest daughter with me. And we just went out there and I talked to him and I said, hey, man, I hadn't stopped thinking about you. I hadn't stopped praying for you. And, and you know, I'm not telling you that like not in a weird way. Like, I'm just telling you, I love you. God loves you. You and I are going to be friends. And, and that's all there is. And this was like the biggest, baddest dude in the park. Spent 35 years in prison for murder, hated white people. Uh, like that day that I was talking to him the first time, he had a knife in front of him. He started getting angry. But there was a supernatural peace that was on me. Uh, he said, you know, most people are, are afraid of me. And he kind of had tears in his eyes. I said, well, I'm not afraid of you. Because God sent me out here. God has connected us and God wants us to be friends. So you and I are going to be friends. And from that day forward, we have been friends. He has not given his heart to Jesus. But for six years now, you know, he's come to church with me like over and over and over again. Actually went up to our pastor after the service on Sunday and was asking questions. That relationship, you know, if God wants the heart of a devil worshiper. If God wants the heart of a man who spent 35 years in prison for murder, if God wants the heart of a man who had been living on the streets for 12 years, we've gotten him off the streets in his own apartment. Uh, if God wants him, God wants anybody. And so what I know is God has plans and purpose for every single life. He knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. And because of that, everybody needs to know that, that there is a life of purpose that they can walk in, that there is a life that is, uh, it was ordained before your mother even knew you, God knew you. And from that standpoint, we need to walk in that on a daily basis. Like one of these days, our, our life is going to be up. And, and we're going to stand before him and we're going to have to answer for the things that we did or did not do. Now, what do we do with the gifts and the talents that he gave us? And, and I want to hear well done, good and faithful servant. And, and I think that that should be the, the heart cry of everybody. And so um, I just, I think it's very important that, that people know that there are plans and purpose in every single one of our, our lives and God's plans and his purpose for us is so much better than anything that we could ever come up with. I just love what you said about, you know, after the full, complete surrender to Jesus, just saying yes to him with your whole life. And it just comes down to just doing what he tells you to do, like what he wants you to do today. All you have to do is just follow and obey. And ultimately, what he wants you to do is love people, love people who he puts in front of you, who he puts in your life. Almost made me cry, but that... um that one homeless person, and it could be just one people group. I don't know, like whatever God puts in your heart, that all you have to do is just love through Jesus. Thank you so much for sharing that.
I actually got to meet you, Matt, uh, in a Zoom prayer meeting called Kingdom in Business, which I'll provide the information in the description for the listeners. But, um, you know, kingdom builders across the globe who are called in the marketplace come together as a community and we pray for one another. But in these uh, weekly meetings, I get to hear amazing testimonies from people, but It's just so amazing to hear your testimonies, how God works through you to heal other people, especially, you know, from their physical ailments and symptoms. Do you have any like really memorable testimony that you encountered recently, if you want to share with us? Um, first of all, the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy and, you know, Revelations 19.10 tells us that. And so if Jesus has done it once, if you can find a testimony of where Jesus did something in the Bible, then you can claim that testimony of Jesus did it once, Jesus will do it again. I walk into the, the Friday service. It was a worship night and I had on a knee brace. I had a torn ACL and I was in a lot of pain. My knee was really loose. It needed surgery. It had been messed up for a while. Um, you know, I think I'd torn it like a year before, but then I'd really messed it up. Like the week before I'd stepped off the top step of a, uh, like 18 wheelers, the, the truck, the tractor that, that drives those, the top step is really far from the ground. I missed the next step, stepped off, twisted my ankle, felt something pop in my knee. And so I had a knee brace under my jeans. Uh, there was a woman from the Bethel school of supernatural ministry, and she released a word of knowledge. She said, there's somebody here with left knee pain. If that's you raise your hand. So I, you know, I'm like, wait, is this my left? And, uh, so I raised my hand. Yes, that's me. The people around me prayed. She said, the Lord revealed it because he wants to heal it. The people around me prayed instantly. My knee was healed. So ACL instantly healed, no surgery, no rehab, no physical therapy, never wore that knee brace again. That was 2018. Jesus healed me of migraines. One day I was experiencing a terrible migraine. I went home and I told my wife, you know, I just feel terrible. I feel nauseous. I need to lay down. She just said, you don't understand. I've got good news. I said, I don't want to hear it. I feel like I'm going to vomit. She said, you don't understand. I've got good news. So she tells me the good news. I was very reluctant to hear her tell it. It's quite hilarious, but she just declared like Jesus has already paid the price for your healing. And she made me stand up in the bed. Uh, She prayed over me and reluctantly I said, I'm healed. I receive it. Something along those lines. instantly the migraine went away. It was gone. I never laid down. It never came back. I went to the gym. I worked out. I saw a friend of mine there, the spiritual mentor I mentioned earlier. He said he had a headache. I said, you don't understand. Jesus has already paid the price for your healing. So I've been healed of a headache. He got healed of a headache. So many more, but um, the most amazing miracle that I've ever seen, Global Awakening, there were 120 of us who went to Belo Horizonte, Brazil, with Dr. Randy Clark and the team was praying for this man who had not walked in 65 years. He's 81 years old, 16. He has frostbite. He's in a wheelchair and they pray for him to get up and walk. And that first night he gets up, takes a couple steps. He's walking. Hallelujah. That's amazing. Wow. The next day he's next to me in worship. And I just continue. Now you got to understand this man's feet are turned in like hockey sticks They're upside down. There are no toes. They're frostbitten. 
I'm touching his feet. I don't like feet, but I'm praying over this man's feet. And I'm praying that the Lord would make his feet straight and that he would walk. And I just continue to pray over him. And he keeps saying, I want to dance. I want to dance. Turns out he had been a dancer prior, but I'm praying in those few phrases and with this translator for the Lord to heal his feet, make them straight. All of a sudden he gets up, he wants to dance. We lead him to the front. He's dancing before the Lord with me and my friend, Bill. And, you know, I don't dance with men, but I made the exception. And (laughs) he is dancing in front of everybody so much. So like, I didn't realize it at the time I'm just weeping, uh, but I didn't realize like the whole place stops. This is a 2,500 seat auditorium. And like the worship team is down on their knees uh, one man's raising his wheelchair up above his head. Uh, you know, it, it was incredible. The man did not want his wheelchair back afterwards. He walked to the side. We helped him walk, but he walked to the side. And then we sat on the side, prayed some more. He's crossing his legs back and forth, smiling from ear to ear. He hadn't done that in 65 years. Then he ends up uh, walking back to his seat. He's walking extremely fast based on the video evidence that we've got. And, it was incredible. I have no idea how God did that. I have no idea. Like you have no (laughs) muscles after 65 years, but God can do the impossible. It doesn't matter if it is a headache. It doesn't matter if it's a torn ACL. It doesn't matter if it is not walking for 65 years. It doesn't matter if it's a toothache. Over and over and over again, the blood of Jesus has already paid the price. By his stripes, we are healed. It took place at the cross. Too often, the body of Christ does not step out in faith that Jesus will honor his word. The more we pray for healing, the more we will see people healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. Just praising God through stories, testimonies, and it's just so incredible. Um, If you don't mind, Matt, can I ask you to do something for the listeners? Would you pray for those who might be experiencing some type of sickness or symptoms in their body right now? Absolutely. I believe that, you know, people will get healed through this prayer in Jesus name. And uh, if you're listening right now and have any area in your body that needs healing by faith, place your hand on that particular area. And if you know anyone else who needs uh, physical healing, And you can receive and agree with Matt's prayer right now in Jesus' name. Afterwards, you can just let them know that, hey, I received this prayer for you. I think this was for you. So Matt, um, would you go ahead and pray for us? Yeah. So Father, I just, I thank you for who you are, Jesus. I just, I thank you that, that your testimony is the spirit of prophecy, Lord, where you've done it once, you can do it again. So Lord, I just ask that that anybody out there that has pain in their body, we just bind any of that pain in Jesus' name and we command it to go right now. We just declare that the blood of Jesus speaks a better word. We declare that the name of Jesus, everything else falls under that authority. We thank you that there is nothing that is greater than his name. And we thank you that everything is under his blood. We thank you that he is seated on his throne in heaven, that, that he is not shaken by anything that's going on right now. So we bind fear, we bind anxiety, we bind depression, we bind sickness, we bind affliction, we bind dis-ease in bodies. Lord, we just speak peace and healing. Every situation, cancer, arthritis, uh, depression, um, COVID-19, Father, anything that comes against Anybody that is listening to this, Father, Father, we just we speak against suicide. 
Anybody that is thinking about taking their own life, we just bind that in Jesus' name. The spirit of death, we bind that in Jesus' name. And we just declare life over every single person. Anybody that is struggling to live, we just speak life and we speak hope and we speak peace and fulfillment that there is purpose for their life. And Father, anything that is coming against them, anything lying to them, making believe, making them believe that they are less than, we break that off in Jesus' name. And we just declare the fullness of God's glory over their life. We just declare hope and love. Father, just pour out your love for everybody listening. Allow them to recognize how much you love them, how much you are for them. Wrap your loving arms around them. From the top of their heads to the bottom of their feet, just bathe them in your love. And Lord, we just thank you for how good you are. We just thank you for all that you've already paid for at the cross. We just ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. I know that miracles have taken place right now. And I know that like the healing testimony you shared will be an impartation of another miracle, the birth of another miracle for someone else who is listening to this podcast. Matt, I cannot thank you enough for joining us today. Um, You're just such a channel of blessing for so many people. And this world needs you because we see Jesus in you. Thank you so much for listening to Put On Love Story. And I will talk to you guys next time.